MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, October 21st, 2021. Today, the full House will vote on holding Steve Bannon in criminal contempt. The Westchester DA, Mimi Rocha, has opened a criminal investigation into the Trump Organization. The Army Reservist with the Hitler mustache that stormed the Capitol has been discharged from the military. And no, Joe Manchin did not threaten to leave the Democratic Party. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, hey, Dana, how are you? I am good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Just got some good breaking news. The Parkland gunman has pled guilty on all counts. Good. So that is happening as we speak. I believe that was 17 counts. And uh, later in the show, we'll be talking to Glenn Kirshner, host of Justice Matters, to discuss the Trump lawsuit against the January 6th committee and how it's moving very quickly. And uh, this weekend, you and I will be hanging out with Mary Trump on the MSW Book Club, which will be fun. We will, indeed, which is always a pleasure. Always. And on this Sunday's Mueller She Wrote, you can look forward to an interview that I just completed with number one spy hunter in the United States, Peter Strzok about the raid on Oleg Deripaska. A lot of good insights. Very nice. Very nice. Very cool weekend. I'll be out of town, Dana, starting on Friday. Friday and Saturday, I'll be in D.C. Sunday, I'm leaving. Monday, Tuesday, Boston. Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, New York. And we'll be having meetups with patrons in all of those cities. The dates and times and places can be found at patreon.com slash Mueller She Wrote. That's also where you can become a patron and support the show. And thanks to all our patrons for doing that. You're going to have a great time. I'm sorry I can't be there. It will be fun. But you, you, you've got, will be. You're, you're doing some traveling yourself. I am. I actually get to, I, I work for a, a lesbian travel company called Olivia. And um, I have been with them since 2006. And we've been out of commission, or I have with them since the pandemic started. And we get to go on our first trip um, Saturday. So I'm really excited to get back on stage in a beautiful place with a really just generous, loving audience. Awesome. That'll be so great. Yeah. It will feed your soul. It will indeed on so many levels. Mm, Awesome. I'm so happy for you. We will keep in touch over that week. And we've got a lot of really great content for you next week. Fresh new stuff you haven't heard yet. Be talking with Greg Oliar, Lincoln's Bible. I mean, just it's it's going to be a a very cool week. So I hope you all listen. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We have a lot of news to get to. Right. That's what we do here is news. I think. I think so. So should we do it? All right. How about you do it? I like it when oh, you do it. Oh, you like when I do it? All right. Let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. We're so organized. I love this. We're just, uh, we're seeing how it works out. <laughs> we're just playing around a little bit. <laughs> you know, riffing, riffing on the news. All right. First up, the House Rules Committee voted yesterday nine to four to advance the Bannon criminal contempt resolution to the full House. They will vote today, Thursday, to advance the referral to the Department of Justice. In the rules hearing today, all of the Republicans yielded their time to three people who aren't even on the rules committee, Matt Gates, Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. They spat bullshit about OPEC and Joe Biden, and I won't give their idiotic red herrings any air. But I would like to play this particular clip of an exchange between Jamie Raskin and Matt Gates. Let's take a listen. 
Do you have any case authority in the land of those 61 cases or any other cases where a court has determined that there was electoral corruption or electoral fraud that materially uh, affected the outcome of the election in any state in the no, union? No, no court. Do you have which, one? Which I believe is a real failure of the judiciary. I think our, the Article Three courts failed our country by not exercising more jurisdiction over those questions. Now, there's a difference in whether or not fraud existed and whether or not there's an adequate remedy. And I think also a number of those cases were kicked on well, remedies. No court I has said that fraud existed, and so there's no I, remedy because there's no violation, well, right, Mr. Right, Gates. Right, but you can There's no violation. There's no fraud. that there was okay. no fraud if they didn't take up the question to review the facts okay. on jurisdiction or the, remedy. You know what? That might work on Steve Bannon's podcast, but that's not going to work in the Rules Committee Feel, of the United like States House. I love that. Yeah. yeah, that might work on Bannon's podcast, but not here where shit matters. <laughs> I'm such a fan of Raskin. My goodness. Yeah. And and uh, everybody will have more tomorrow after the full House votes. So everybody knows. And I'm going to talk with Glenn about this a little bit later in the show. The referrals will go to the U.S. Attorney in D.C., District of Columbia. And though the law says that the U.S. attorney shall take the referral to a grand jury. Preet Bharara has said, and so has uh, Renato Mariotti, has said that the attorney general does have some prosecutorial discretion here, and it will have to definitely go through him. I imagine they will, just a guess. But if they don't, all hell will probably break loose. <laughs> and I I hope, you know, this is so crazy because they're obviously using Bannon as this test subject to see if they can get this through. But man, if we can get him nailed to the wall... The floodgates are going to open because every other person that got subpoenaed is going to know that they're in trouble. So, yep. Hopefully, everything continues. Now, um, an, an army reservist charged in the Justice Department's sweeping investigation of the U.S. Capitol riot, he was demoted and discharged earlier this year, becoming the first known service member to be forced out of the military after officials learned of an alleged involvement in the January 6th insurrection. And that's according to personnel records reviewed by the Washington Post and the former soldier's attorney. His name's Timothy Hale Cusinelli. He's 31. He worked part-time as an Army Reservist Sergeant in Human Resources. Now, in May, he was demoted to private, the enlisted force's lowest rank, and given an other-than-honorable discharge the next month. Terminated a 12-year military career. Just a stupid, stupid, apparently stupid man. Crisp called the punitive, just dumb. Mm. Crisp called the punitive discharge, which severely limits benefits and resources otherwise available to military veterans, improper because he said it was delivered while Hale Cusinelli was incarcerated and because any comments made in the former soldier's defense could violate his Fifth Amendment rights in the federal case. Now, typically, Commanders wait until criminal cases are finished before making discharge decisions. And that's what Crisp said. A.G., I think you probably have an opinion on this. Mm, well, Hitler's attorney is incorrect. Um, this Crisp guy is not a punitive discharge. It's administrative. Punitive discharges are dishonorable discharges or BCD, bad conduct discharges, what we call in the military a big chicken dinner. <laughs> And those require a court martial, ah. right? So this is just quicker and easier and eh, just get the fuck out. Got it. Okay. Well, this guy, he's one of at least six service members charged in connection with the riot. That's six service members. And there was probably more than that there. Another Marine Corps major, Christopher Warnagiris, is what we're going to call his last name because that's what that looks like. <laughs> he also faced a military administrative proceeding recently. Now, the outcome of which is pending, officials said. Authorities have accused Warnagiris of assaulting police and leading rioters into the Capitol building. Yeah, well, I hope they all get discharges and lose all their benefits. So. I agree with you 100%. In other news, the former guy, which who's already under indictment in Manhattan, his business is, 
in in Manhattan is now facing criminal investigation by another prosecutor's office that has begun to examine financial dealings at a golf course that the Trump organization owns. And that's according to people with knowledge of the matter. In recent months, the D.A., the district attorney's office in suburban Westchester County, New York, has subpoenaed records from the course Trump National Golf Club Westchester and the town of Ossining, which sets property taxes on the course, a sprawling private club that is perched on a hill north of New York City and boasts a 101-foot waterfall. I like how he has to get that 101 foot. <laughs> Seriously. That's <laughs> taller than your 100-foot waterfall. Okay, it's spectacular. The full scope of the investigation could not be determined, but the district attorney, Mimi Roca, who's appeared on our show before, appears to be focused, at least in part, on whether Mr. Trump's company, the Trump Organization, misled local officials about the property's value to reduce its taxes. So, Ms. Roca, a Democrat, has not accused anyone at the company of wrongdoing, and it's unclear whether the investigation is examining Trump's conduct or if it would ultimately lead to any charges. So, but, you know, it's happening. Another, we have another criminal investigation opened into the former guy. Good. And today, this is an interesting story. David Korn reported in Mother Jones that Manchin Associates have said he was planning on leaving the Democratic Party. Now, this is a quote. He told Associates that he has a two-step plan for exiting the party. First, he would send a letter to Senator Chuck Schumer, who's the top Senate Democrat, removing himself from the Democratic leadership of the Senate. He presently is the vice chair of the Senate's Democrats Policy and Communications Committee. Manchin hopes that's going to send a signal. He would then wait and see if that move had any impact on the negotiations. After about a week, he said he would change his voter registration from Democrat to independent. Now, that is a quote Manchin shot back, saying the rumor was bullshit, end quote. He told Politico he isn't leaving the Democratic caucus either, and that's where he's a member of leadership. He said, I am where I am. Manchin continues to resist following the path, particularly since it would take him from his position as chair and swing a vote in a 50-50 Senate to a GOP member with much less influence. And I would imagine this is not going to happen. It's just a very scary thought, but I imagine it's not going to happen. No, but what's interesting is you have to, you know, David Korn had some real interesting details, right? Like he had a two-step plan. He was going to send a letter removing himself as a chair and da, da, da. like, where did he, they come up with this plan if it was all bullshit and rumor? Who knows? And, you know, obviously we'll keep our eye on it. But uh, Manchin himself has come out and said bullshit, which, you know, I don't know if I trust him, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens indeed. All right. We'll be right back with the host of Justice Matters, Mr. Glenn Kirshner, to discuss Trump's lawsuit against the January 6th committee and the judge that surreptitiously, no, uh, serendipitously, I'll say, <laughs> pulled the case. So it's it's very fun. It's a good time. It's good talk. You're going to you're going to want to hear it. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG and this Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Let Us Grow. At-home gardening has been taking off in the last few years because people want to be closer to their food and they want their best for themselves and their families. Plus, it's fun and rewarding to grow your own fruits and veggies. Lettuce Grow is here to help with a hydroponic garden that can help you easily grow fruits and vegetables. And there's no green thumb required. You've seen Lettuce Grow Farm stand all over social media. It's self-watering, self-fertilizing, hydroponic, and it allows you to grow your own farm fresh product at home. They have over 200 varieties of fruits and veggies, including edible flowers, tomatoes, strawberries, and even eggplant. I love the edible flowers for cocktails. They're so wonderful. And only five minutes of maintenance is required every week. And it can grow up to 36 plants at one time. You get pre-grown seedlings that are non-GMO, never been exposed to a harmful chemical or additive, and they're ready to harvest in four to six weeks. 
It also uses 95% less water than traditional gardening, and there's no waste. And it only takes up four square feet of space or so, whether you're doing it indoors or outdoors. It's made of food-grade, environmentally-friendly materials, and they donate one for every 10 sold to a school or nonprofit. So go to lettucegrow.com slash beans to shop the farm stand, and be sure to use our promo code BEANS at checkout to get $50 off the farm stand. There's a 90-day guarantee. They have a less than 1% return rate, and that's $50 off the farm stand at lettucegrow.com, L-E-T-T-U-C-E, grow.com slash beans. And thanks to Lettuce Grow for sponsoring the show. Today's show is also brought to you by Everlane. They offer denim that fits your routine, your look, and your life. There is nothing better than a great pair of jeans. The comfort, versatility, sense of freedom and adventure. And Everlane makes the best denim on the planet. Whether you're getting into nature, getting into trouble, which is what I do, or getting into cool weather layers, you cannot go wrong with denim from Everlane. It's ethically made, it's perfectly fit, and it's denim you can get behind. I love how Everlane denim flatters every form, from butt-boosting cheeky jeans to waist-defining way highs, and laid-back slouch jeans, so you always get the perfect fit. Everlane makes damn good denim. And if you're looking for form-flattering jeans, Everlane engineered three signature fits to hit all the right places. Once you know your favorite, just pick a fabric, a leg shape, and voila, you have found your perfect pair of jeans. Premium organic jeans minus the luxury markup, starting at just 78 bucks. Everlane denim is some of the most sustainable, ethical, and thoughtful in the industry. Everlane uses organic cotton and stretch yarn free from harmful chemicals. Their denim is made at the world's cleanest factories, whether recycled water, using renewable energy, or repurposing byproducts, Everlane's facilities exceed the standards of any in the industry. These innovations, along with the use of microplastic-free dyes and recycled trim, make Everlane one of the first companies to make denim that doesn't dirty the planet. And Everlane believes everyone has a right to know how much their denim costs to make, so they share the true cost of their jeans from material to labor and transportation. So go to everlane.com dailybeans, sign up for 10% off your first order, plus free shipping. And you'll get easy returns within 30 days of your ship date. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash dailybeans and sign up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by the host of Justice Matters, Mr. Glenn Kirshner, former federal prosecutor forever. How you doing, Glenn? Hey, GM. Good. How about you? I'm doing OK. I'm feeling pretty good today. We've got a couple of good things going in the can. We've got the Darapaska raid and um, we've got the January 6th committees, rules committee and the January 6th committee, select committee voting to advance the criminal contempt referral for Bannon. We've got a House vote, full House vote today when when this episode airs. I imagine it would pass. And I'm certainly hoping the Justice Department, you know, elects to send this to a grand jury. We will see. But I want to talk a little bit today with you about the lawsuit filed by Donald against the January 6th committee with regards to the National Archives documents. There's a handful of documents he doesn't want to have turned over. And he's he's got a couple of different reasons. Interestingly enough, he, his his defense is not focused on privilege as much as it is on I just need more time. And uh, there's no legislative reason for this, which is just bullshit. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your thoughts with where we are with that lawsuit and the judge that pulled this case. Yeah. So first of all, Donald Trump is exactly nowhere on the merits of the lawsuit. It ultimately will be rejected spectacularly by every judge who touches it, in my opinion, up to and including the Supreme Court if it gets that far. Of course, getting it that far is Donald Trump's goal. Why? Because it takes so dang long to get to the Supreme Court to get litigated and to get decided. Donald Trump rarely brings lawsuits because he expects to win or they have merit. He almost always brings lawsuits 
to delay, to run out the clock, to weaponize the court system against itself and against everybody else. That is something, AG, that I hope to heck the court is done, letting itself be used that way, because the court can accelerate any case it wants. And I've been screaming that the court needs to create an interbranch dispute court, an IBDC, which the courts can largely stand up with their own internal rules changes. We've done it in D.C. before. Anyway, I'm getting off track. So let's talk about this litigation. On the merits, it's dead on arrival. As you have said, there's really no compelling legal argument he has to make. And here is what put a big smile on my face. The judge who caught the assignment of the Donald Trump lawsuit is a judge named Tanya Chutkin. I know Judge Chutkin well because I used to try murder cases against Judge Chutkin in the courts of D.C. She was a public defender, a local D.C. public defender, fighting day after day, tooth and nail in Superior Court in the District of Columbia, handling the most serious cases my old office, the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, used to bring. So she and I would tangle in murder trials. And here's what I'll say. She is smart. She is fearless. She's fierce. She's also fair. She's one of those defense attorneys that when I saw she was assigned to the defendant I was prosecuting, I smiled. Why? Because I knew she was going to fight hard. I knew she was going to be cordial and civil. I knew she was going to be ethical and follow the rules, as was I. And I knew she was going to make me better. I knew she was going to up my game. She really is. And here's the thing. If you followed her recently, she was an Obama appointee. If you followed her recently, she's been a pretty vocal critic of the Department of Justice in the way it's been handling the insurrection cases. In her estimation, based on her public comments, they're going too easy on the insurrectionists. And I can't say I disagree with her. So I, I think she is the perfect draw for this case because she will let Trump get away with exactly no shenanigans. Yeah. And and speaking of it's taking so dang long, as you say, and it shouldn't, something dropped today, a minute order from Judge Chutkin about a briefing schedule. Let's talk a little bit about that. What were her demands in this minute order? Yeah, I, I think, and you were good enough to bring it to my attention today, I think she has basically said, I want to set a briefing schedule right now. I think maybe as in tomorrow. So what that tells me is, let me tell you, these uh, court proceedings can be like, you know, casual cotillions where they go on endlessly. But I, I think the courts have realized and Judge Chutkin, by her minute order, has realized that we're not going to get away with Donald Trump's shenanigans anymore by trying to weaponize the delay in the courts. So I think you're going to see this to, to say it's going to be on an expedited track is probably an understatement. It's going to be on kind of a supersonic track. Now, there will still be some delay, but I'm really interested to see what the judiciary is willing to do with legal arguments that are patently BS. There's no there there. And, and let me just say, not to dive into to Steve Bannon, but the one thing I find remarkable and really telling is that Donald Trump, according to the Select Committee, did not assert executive privilege for his conversations with Steve Bannon, which I think is really brilliant. And the reason he didn't is, and 
rarely, I don't think I've ever uttered this phrase before. That was a smart move by Donald Trump. Okay, that's the first time I think I've ever articulated that because there is no executive privilege for Steve Bannon. He wasn't a member of the executive branch or the government in 2020 or 2019 or 2018, for that matter. So if Donald Trump had tried to claim executive privilege to hide the communications between he and Steve Bannon, I think a lawyer would have advised him, you know, because there's no legal basis for it. You know what I you know what prosecutors might think about that? They might think that's an overt act in your continued criminal conspiracy with Steve Bannon. So Hmm. I thought it was wonderful and very telling that he didn't even try to assert executive privilege to shut Bannon down. Now, Bannon shut himself down anyway, because he's beholden to Trump and he didn't want to testify before Congress and incriminate Donald Trump, Donald Trump, who kept him out of federal prison by delivering a corrupt pardon. And let me um, not not to bore everybody. But the other thing I'm really excited about is when the grand jury investigates Steve Bannon, you know, we don't just investigate as prosecutors the crime and the criminal that is the target of the investigation. We also investigate the motive. We can't not investigate the motive. What is one of Steve Bannon's strong motives for not testifying before Congress? It's to protect Donald Trump not incriminate Donald Trump, the same Donald Trump who delivered what is very likely a corrupt pardon to keep Bannon out of prison. So here's what I am now convinced of. Congress has just spoon fed the Department of Justice, a reason that not only suggests it should, but that it must investigate Donald Trump because he's going to be part of the motive for Steve Bannon's contempt of Congress. Let's see if the Department of Justice spits out what Congress has just spoon fed it or eats it up and presents the damn case. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a really, really interesting thing. And maybe what they're waiting for to insulate themselves from from politics. But who knows? And I think it's also very interesting. Our friend Hugo Lowell, who's a congressional reporter for The Guardian, pointed out a 2019 letter from Pat Cipollone, White House counsel at the time for Donald Trump, to the uh, committee who wanted to interview and have the testimony of one Corey Lewandowski. And there were claims of executive privilege. But Cipollone said, even though there's claims of executive privilege, he's not going to talk about certain things, but he can certainly appear. And that right there is a, a Donald Trump lawyer from the Donald Trump presidency, the White House counsel, saying that you must appear. To, for a congressional subpoena, even if you're just going to show up and, and give them double barrel middle fingers and, and plead the fifth, you still have to show up. Yeah, it's really interesting because I think Bannon is using this whole thing as another grift opportunity, another fundraising out opportunity. Look, he created the bogus We Build the Wall Foundation so he could steal from Donald Trump's supporters. Right. Next, we'll probably see the We Defy Congressional Subpoenas Foundation, the We're Held in Contempt for It Foundation. But all he has to do at the end of the day to kind of purge the contempt, at least up until the point he is indicted, is say, you know what? Changed my mind. Bring me before Congress. I plead the fifth because he absolutely has a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. So I think he is probably playing this game incrementally to maximize the fundraising opportunities. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Just like the Arizona, you know, circus times carnival fraud it. 
I want to talk just a little bit more about Bannon. I have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? I will. Thanks. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG for The Beans. And you all asked for more size-inclusive clothing brands. And today's podcast is sponsored by Tomboy X, and they're experts at this. I searched for new underwear because my previous ones never fit right. They didn't look right on me. They rolled down. They were uncomfortable. But Tomboy X makes underwear that not only fits me, but it gets me. I love my new Tomboy X. I got the hipster style underwear in the Progress Pride print. It's so cute. They look and feel awesome. They're very, very soft and comfy. And with a bodily, unapologetically all-inclusive underwear line since 2014, Tomboy X caters to clients of every body type, every shape, gender, and size. All sizes. From boxer briefs to bikinis and boy shorts to bras, every Tomboy X pair is made to fit you and how you see yourself. And besides underwear, they have loungewear and swimwear. They have socks and t-shirts and all kinds of other accessories. Quality, fit, and inclusivity are the hallmarks of every product. Their attention to detail includes no back seams to ensure a comfortable fit that never rides up, and silky waistbands that don't roll down. That's always been a problem because I'm pretty high-waisted. And no matter what size or shape you are, the Tomboy X is incredible. They have underwear that all bodies will love. And with their love-at-first-wear guarantee, you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit. Discover your inner Tomboy. And let me get you started with a special discount. Go to TomboyX.com, enter code DAILYBEANS, all one word, to get an extra 20% off. That's an extra 20% off when you enter Daily Beans at TomboyX.com. TomboyX.com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And have you ever wondered what's in your mutual funds or what you're investing in? You don't have to anymore because now there's Wealthfront. A lot of investment apps make it easy to start trading, but just because they make it easy doesn't mean they, you know, give you all the information. And that's what makes Wealthfront so different. They make it easy to invest and they make it easy to get smarter about it. Start with Wealthfront's classic portfolio, Or you can make your own with socially responsible funds or crypto trusts or hundreds of their other investment vehicles. Either way, they set you up in minutes with a portfolio you can count on for the long term. Wealthfront was designed by financial experts to help turn your good ideas into good and great investments without the hassle of doing everything yourself. You're protected from unnecessary risk because your portfolio is diversified across asset classes. And if you don't want to spend hundreds of hours trying to lower your tax bill, that's cool. They help you do that. And if you're not sure how to rebalance your portfolio, or if you're like me and you don't even know what that means, they do it for you automatically. Wealthfront is trusted with over $27 billion in assets, helping nearly half a million people build their wealth. So get your first $5,000 managed for free at Wealthfront.com slash Daily Beans. It takes just minutes to start building your wealth. Visit Wealthfront.com slash Daily Beans. That's Wealthfront, F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Daily Beans. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with the host of Justice Matters, Glenn Kirshner. And, and Glenn, we were talking about Bannon. Before the break, I had mentioned that letter from Cipollone, well, you know, talking about delay. I just sort of want to set everybody up and temper their expectations for what's next, because today, as this episode airs, the House will be voting full House, two advances to Department of Justice. Once it gets to the Department of Justice, it's kind of it's out of the hands of the House committee and the citizens of the United States. And uh, even if in short order. They decide they're going to prosecute and they take it to a grand jury could take a a few days, maybe a week for a grand jury to to drop an indictment. You still have that indictment as being challengeable in court. And so that could take a very long time. Uh, Yes and no. So here's how I expect it to play out. First, let's look at the last precedent we have where somebody was held in contempt of Congress, was referred to the U.S. attorney for prosecution and was actually prosecuted for it. Now, we have to go back 40 years to a Reagan-era EPA official named Rita Lavelle, 1983. She refused to comply with a congressional subpoena. She was voted in contempt of Congress. You want to take a guess at what the vote was? 413 to zero. 
all Republicans, all Democrats voted to hold her in contempt. This is back when Congress actually cared about its own powers and authority, right? She was voted into contempt, and eight days later, the grand jury indicted her, and it promptly moved over to the court for a trial. So nefarious litigants have lots of leeway to weaponize the court delay in civil litigation, not necessarily in criminal cases. So if you have a prosecutor determined to keep this thing on the fast track and you have a judge, we don't know who it will be assigned to when and if Bannon is indicted. We have a judge determined to keep it on the fast track. It's not like the civil procedure where you can take what are called interlocutory appeals, a fancy way of saying, you know, a a partial appeal before the case is over. And you can keep going up and down the appellate court fighting everything. That's not the way criminal litigation works. There really are very few interlocutory appeals. You get indicted, you go to trial. The Speedy Trial Act says within 70 days, unless there are delays agreed to by the parties, done. So yes, he will try to find ways to delay the case, but you can't delay a criminal prosecution the way you can delay civil litigation. Yeah. And and my understanding is it's up to a year in prison, but there is a one month mandatory minimum on on this particular thing. So if he does go to trial and he is convicted, he will spend time in prison. Yeah. And I, I do. I think the value of this, Bannon might be happy to you know, sit in the cell for a while as his minions run around with their fundraising efforts. But I, I think it has a deterrent effect. I don't think the Mark Meadows and the Cash Patels and the Dan Scavinos and the other Trump the sycophants are going to want to sit in a jail cell for, you know, one day, never mind one month, never mind one year. So I think this was a really important step, this, you know, this vote and this um, becoming criminal referral. And to be clear, a lot of people are saying, well, what about the rest of them? It's my understanding that currently Bannon is the only one in criminal contempt of Congress right now because the other lawyers are working with, including Scavino, are now working with or in talks with the committee. Is that correct? Yeah. Now they're doing what we ordinarily see. They're going through the accommodation process. I think accommodation should be, you know, in the rearview mirror at this point. You know, you, you issue a subpoena. You appear uh, on the date and time that the subpoena directs you will appear. Congress is not quite there yet. They're still negotiating with lawyers for those other three. The good news is they're engaging and it sounds like Congress will secure their testimony. Finally, before I let you go, uh, tell us what's coming up on on Justice Matters in the next uh, week or so. So it depends on what's going on in Congress. But, you know, we're going to we're trying to follow all of the insurrection cases in federal court in D.C. There was supposed to be a trial that was scheduled to start start on October 18th. That was going to be the first insurrectionist going to trial. That was continued to a trial date uh, later, later down in the year. So we're still waiting for the first insurrection trial to come because that will kind of tell us a lot about how the prosecutors will choose to frame their arguments, whether they're going to stay narrow or whether they're going to go broad. I hope they go broad. Yeah. So we're going to be following that in real time. And then, you know, everything else that Bannon, Trump and the other knuckleheads pull in the coming weeks, we're going to be covering it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jay. I appreciate it. Everybody check out Justice Matters. Uh, Glenn Kirshner, thank you. Thanks, AG. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. It's Allison, and this Helping of the Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. They provide professional online therapy wherever and whenever you need it most. Everybody needs a little help from time to time. And BetterHelp counselors are always there to provide support and guidance no matter what you're going through. 
you know, my experience with post-traumatic stress disorder has taught me it's always better to seek assistance rather than to try to deal with it alone. But it took me so long to ask for help. I wish I had had better help back then because they make it easy and convenient. You can message your counselor anytime from anywhere in the world. You get timely responses and you can schedule weekly meetings by phone or video. It's more affordable than offline counseling. Financial aid's available. And if you want to get that perfect therapeutic match, you can always change your counselor. It's free and easy at BetterHelp. Visit their website and read testimonials like this one by user L, who says, Stephanie Stuck listens well and gives practical tips and tools that work. She explains the science behind the brain and why certain things do and do not help us, which I enjoy learning. She's given me hope that I can make it through, and it's consistent in her encouragement. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You can join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. And today's show is also brought to you by Monk Pack. Let's face it, healthy snacks have a bad reputation. And we kind of know why. Most of them don't taste very good. They don't fill you up. They don't hit your cravings. Uh, but this episode is sponsored by Monk Pack. And Monk Pack makes snacks that taste like our favorite treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs. And they're only 140 calories each. They're gluten-free and grain-free, plant-based, non-GMO. They have no soy, trans fat, sugar, alcohols, and no high-intensity sweeteners either. And while they're great for anyone who's following a keto lifestyle, you don't have to be keto to love these. They're just healthy snacks and they're perfect and they hit the spot. And Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have helped, uh, you know, with my snack cravings because they're filling and satisfying. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have soft and chewy textures and they come in delicious flavors like coconut cocoa chip, peanut butter and blueberry almond vanilla. My favorite is peanut butter. It reminds me of granola bars from the past, from when I was a kid. They're perfect for a quick breakfast snack between Zoom calls or a guilt-free dessert. Give you a little boost right after a workout. They taste incredible. You can't beat the low sugar nutrition they provide. And by shopping online, you can avoid another trip to the store. Uh, by getting your Monk Packs uh, bars delivered right to your door, you can always have them on hand, which is good for me because I, I like snacks. Try it for yourself and you'll see. We have a special deal for listeners. You get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at checkout. Monk Pack is so confident in their amazing, delicious product. It's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whatever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com, select any product, then enter code DAILYBEANS at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Dana, I have a specially interesting and lovely piece of good news today. If you would allow me a moment. I will indulge you indeed. Tell me. Thank you. So do you remember Megan who lost her job and then got a new job to be a, a, a mental health response? Yes, you know? I do. And, she, and, you know, she was kind of hoping she'd be able to make rent for November because, you know, she hasn't started the job yet and she was doing a custody battle. There was just a whole bunch of crap, right? But everything's yeah. coming up roses now. Well. I, I put a tweet out for a few minutes and, and asked if anybody could pitch in a buck. And our patrons and Twitter followers, within an hour, were able to raise the money she needs for her rent. So that's incredible. I sent that to her on Venmo. I popped the receipt up on Twitter. And thank you so much to this community for, I mean, just just the incredible response. We, it, it took Dana literally, I think, 45 donations. I kicked in a little bit of money. Yeah. And within an hour, 
we were, we, that's we were amazing. Megan. So I just, there's a lot of good angels out there. Mm-hmm. I love that. That kicked off our good news segment. You can tell those sorts of stories anytime you awesome. want. So Megan, there you go. And, uh, and to our community, you're just amazing. Indeed. Indeed. And as you know, you can send in anything you need to us, all kinds of things. And Allison, you called for corrections yesterday and boy, did we get them. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. I would like to read this one because it is a correction of something I did. And I'm actually really appreciative of this because I gave credit to someone who should not have gotten it. Um, this is from Gina. No pronouns given. This is correction. Listener, since the kitchen table days, love your show. In the Home McCabe episode, you discussed the killing of Ahmad Arbery and Dana spoke to the courage and usefulness of the people who record these acts so that justice is served. Now, while that is quite true and a valuable tool in the fight against justice, this time it was different in the most horrific way. And you are absolutely right, Gina. Thank you for correcting me. William Bryan, the neighbor and ride-along buddy of the two McMichaels, he's the one who shot that video, AG, and I completely forgot. Mm. He was no bystander. He is charged along with them in this horrendous crime. And I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have your show to listen to on the long nights when my body betrays me and I cannot sleep. Thank you. Gina, thank you for the correction. I especially appreciate this one because I do not want to give credit to what is, in in all intents and purposes, a contributor to murder. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. Another correction from Jeff, pronouns he and him. Hi, hi, AG. Love the show. You guys are great. I listen nearly every day. You recently confused Kurt Schilling, an egomaniacal former major league pitcher who famously pitched the Boston Red Sox to victory in game six of the 2004 American League Championship Series over the Yankees, despite a foot injury that caused him to bleed through his sanitary sock and later went on to run his own video game company into the ground and be forced to repay the state of Rhode Island approximately $68 million. (laughs) Keith Schiller is the Trump Organization goon who later worked in the White House. But that said, you rarely slip up. And I only caught this because I used to cover Major League Baseball and I can't stand either Kurt Schilling or Trump. That's fantastic. That was a great correction. Yeah. And I was like, is it Schilling? Is it? I think I I think I corrected myself. I, but, you know, this is perfect. I didn't have any idea about the gaming company. And the, the, I mean, I knew about the bloody sock. But side note here from Jeff, any super space beans on the Deripaska raid being connected to Mitch's Kentucky Roussal plant? Aha, you are going to have to listen to this weekend's Muller She Wrote, where I talk about all things Deripaska with Uh, As I said at the top of the show, Peter Strzok. Fabulous. Oh, I can't wait. This next one's from Anonymous. No pronouns given. Hello to all beans. I'm writing to say thank you for existing. I listen daily while walking the dogs. We live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and it gets lonesome, politically speaking, with all the trucks and guns and flags and yard signs. Your shows are my daily reminder that I'm not alone. Pod pets are, from left to right, Gary, Sonny, Roland, and Pokey. Look at this brood. Oh my God, they're all very cute. <laughs> These dogs are and so And I love awful. that we've got a black dog, a white dog, and a mix of a black and a white dog. Yep, yep. <laughs> another white dog. The one in the middle. With a couple of brown spots. The one in the middle, the face on the one in the middle. Derp, it's just so derpy oh, and adorable. Oh, their ear coming out. Derp. <laughs> so great. So good. Ah, next up from Anonymous. The Daily Beans is my source for irony, sarcasm, news, and fun. Thanks, girls. Regarding CPD, Chicago Police Department, resisting COVID vaccines, many of the officers here in Chicago are former guy supporters. So naturally, I saw an excellent comic online. The images of a cop, arms folded defensively across his chest, facing a masked nurse holding a hypodermic needle. And then she says, stop resisting. 
It's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man. Oh, man. All right. This next one's from Hai Ting, pronounced like the sound of a small bell. Oh, I think I did that I like right. Pr- pronounce she and her. Hey, high priestesses of the Leguminati. I'm so excited to share this good news. Back in the pandemic quagmire, I shared with you the news that my vocal trio was able, yes, I remember this, was able to record a release on video, our show, Astronautica, uh, Voices of Women in Space. It uses the words of women NASA astronauts as lyrics with the music by nine women composers and songwriters, all a cappella from the trio and visually accompanied by NASA footage. The show had been scheduled for May 2020, and the fact that we were unable to perform it for an audience was only one of the torments that we endured as unemployed singers during the shit show of 2020. The good news today is that we're finally doing a live show. October 21st, we will be at the Leonard Nimoy Talia, uh, the downstairs theater of the Symphony Space in Manhattan. So cool. If this gets to you in time, and it, it, it is because this is going to come out the day of your show. If this gets to you in time for recording before then, please share the link below with the listeners. It would be amazing if anybody in New York City area could come hear us. You in this community are a constant comfort and inspiration. Thank you for helping me get through the pandemic. And the link we're going to share, but this is airing the day of the show. If you're in New York City and you want to go support these incredible women, and this show sounds fascinating. Mm. I would go if I could. This is the link. It's, it's the HTTPS, <laughs> as you know, colon, two backslashes. It's www.symphonyspace.org backslash events backslash VP dash astronautica dash voices dash of dash women dash in dash space. So we're going to send that out. Hopefully you were able to write that down. Just pause it, play it. Also attaches my cat, uh, Igui. Helping me edit space videos. <laughs> oh my God, so good. This show sounds fascinating. I know, I know. I mean, think about it. Words of women of NASA, music by nine women composers, acapella, and visually accompanied yeah. by NASA footage. That's so fucking cool. That has got to be amazing. Uh, all right, let's see here. I'm going to grab these last two, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. All right, first up from anonymous pronoun she and her. This is for shit kids say. At soccer practice, my five-year-old, she's trying to tell me about some kid there. She says, you know, the one with the stash on their head. I say, a mustache on their head? Can you point to them? And she points to this little blonde kid with a mohawk, and I die. That's cute. (laughs) And then finally from Jen, pronoun she and her. We play shit kids say all the time. What about shit parents say? Ooh. As a parent, I've heard incredible shit come out of my mouth. Things like, no, you may not have a third helping of broccoli until you eat your chicken. Wait, what did I just say? Have some broccoli. <laughs> and no, no, no. We do not put anything in the fan, especially our butt. <laughs> Pat, is, this is a great idea for submissions because parents, I'm sure, have to say the most ridiculous things to their children. Yeah, and also if you have anything that you say out loud to your pets or so- uh, songs you sing to them, I would love to also hear them. For pod tax, Jen says, please accept a recent photo of our miracle rescued Mellow enjoying a lap. The smile on the face of our special 51st dates cat Hagrid, who recently discovered he actually likes laps, even though he doesn't seem to know who the people making them even are most of the time. And our Halloween decoration. We only put out one since we don't get trick-or-treaters on our very rural street. Oh, I remember Mellow. Look at it. So sweet. The last picture makes me laugh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I like the rock balancing. It's very nice. Right. I know. Very cool. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Are those like I wonder if those are like beach balls that they painted? Maybe. I don't know. That's fantastic. They look almost like they're bigger than that, but I don't know how big this plant is. So <laughs> tree, bush, shrub. Shrubbery. <laughs> Shrubbery. <laughs> One that's nice. <laughs> Not too expensive. <laughs> anyway, thank you for all these submissions. Thanks for the corrections. Uh and, and if you want to start, you know, chime in with shit parents say or, you know, shit pet owners say, send them our way. You can do everything by uh, going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Amy's going to be out tomorrow. I think it's her last week out doing movie star stuff. And then it is. we're off next week. And then I believe we'll be back to norms the first week of November. We're also being November 7th, starting a new book club series on Here, Right Matters by Colonel Vindeman. And uh, Dana, are you going to be with us tomorrow? Uh, to I will. Us? So if anyone wants to send any um, court cases, my and AG's way, We'd love to have them. Yes, absolutely. And again, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. Uh, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I just hope you, it's the middle of the week. Do something kind for yourself tonight. Uh, Relax, have a glass of wine. If you don't drink, have a glass of tea and just breathe. Just breathe. Mm, Yeah, that's such good advice. I need to take it. And again, thanks to all of you who donated to help Megan pay her rent this one last time before she helps defund the police. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Thank you. I mean, you know, being a a mental health responder is so, so important and it's a a critical job. And I'm I'm so glad that that she's doing it and so glad that you guys could could help support. That's all. That's all I have. Absolutely. And until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. <laughs>